We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome back to Minneapolis. I'm Gabe Ibrahim on the Her Hoop Stats podcast. We just watched two Final Four games. Not going to attach adjectives to them at the moment, but we're going to talk about them uh, with the Her Hoop Stats crew, and they're going to introduce themselves in just a second, but make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel or listening to us on your podcast, like hit the subscribe button, follow us on Twitter at Her Hoop Stats. You can't find all our Twitters. We'll, we'll say them, but like, you can, you know, you get it. Just like Google us if you like us. Um, but yeah, let's go around the table. Introduce yourself. Aaron, you can go first. Hey, it's Aaron Barzlai back again. I and appreciate it, you letting me return, Gabe. In his normal seat here in the, the Elliott Park autograph collection Marriott. We are meeting. on set. I, you know, yes. we've saved money compared to ESPN with their uh, production budget, but it's great to be here in the same seat as last night. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's keep it going. Uh, hi, I'm Anila. Um, everyone knows me from Twitter, uh, <laughs> at Hoop, uh, Blogger. Um, I do WNBA and women's college basketball uh, as for her hoop stats, as well as for my own blog, and I'm excited to talk about these games. And you can see our competing mock drafts on WNBA.com somehow. Ooh, um, right? right? Uh, we, do, we actually have to have the debate. We haven't had that debate What's yet. What's the bet? That's the question about who's uh, more accurate. Uh, we'll, we have to come up with something. We do. because Well, she, she's been doing it a lot longer than I have. But <laughs> my money's going to be alike. <laughs> let's, keep, let's, keep it, uh, let's keep it to the games. Um, and I said we're not going to attach adjectives to them because I think some of our may be a little bit negative because I think today's games were not the most... Uh, entertaining games of this tournament thus far. Uh, you look at the box score and for South Carolina and Louisville game, which South Carolina won pretty handily. Louisville only led for a minute and 26 seconds. You look at the UConn-Stanford game, a game that was much closer in the score uh, for most of the game, but still UConn wins and Stanford only leads for a minute. So not a ton of back and forth. Um, you know, I'd say there was some good basketball, but uh, I actually think the better basketball was in that Louisville-South Carolina game, but um, you know, the just oh, I should say the final score: South Carolina wins seventy-two fifty-nine, uh, Connecticut wins sixty-three to fifty-eight. Um, so, just what was your big takeaway from from these two games? Am I being a little too harsh here about the the quality or, or um, fun of them? 
Yes. Um, just a little bit. Just a, just little, a bit. little bit. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> um, I do think South Carolina proved that they're the best team in the country tonight mm -hmm. because of the way they came out and they took care of Louisville's, one of Louisville's biggest stars in Haley Van Lith, mm -hmm. and they limited her. And I think she only finished with like nine points and uh, they did a good job defending her. And so I think, and the way they played that game was in the way that they showed like even if the game gets close or even the game gets um, within the, like the other team can come close, they can show that they can manage it and that they can win it. So um, I thought South Carolina was very impressive and I was very impressed by their win. Um, as for the second game, <laughs> it's a little bit, <laughs> it was a little bit of a, let's just say this nicely. Um, it was a little bit of a, like a um, slog. Yes. Yeah, slug, a slug fest. Yeah. Okay. I'm just being that's very nice. That's yeah. very generous. Yeah. <laughs> Connecticut and Stanford fans, that's very generous. You guys know what we're talking about. Yeah. No, but I, I agree. So, like what you're saying, like South Carolina was ridiculously impressive. And they have been. I mean, you, you, we can go through a Leah Boston stat line now at this point. Uh, 23 points, 18 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 block. That was absolutely nasty. So you're right. Like, the defense for South Carolina, has, which has been there all season long, and Aaliyah Boston, who has been there all season long, they were spectacular. Um, you know, Aaron, did you did you come away from this game with any new thoughts about South Carolina? Or is this just like, I feel like this team is just mowing down every challenge in front of them. Like, even when we were concerned about the offense, they just kept going. And now they're at this point where I, I, don't, I don't know who can stop them. Kentucky. Well, I get <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I think that, you know, it's not like they're on a whatever. You know, Stanford came in, I think it was a 24-game yeah. win streak before tonight, right? So they're not on a 24-game win streak. Um, or, I guess, a five-game win streak. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind anything can happen. They were clearly impressive. You know, what really stood out, right, and to me might have been that opening run, right? Yeah. Like, there was a chance they were going to be nervous or kind of anxious about uh, getting back to the – trying to get to the championship game, and, uh, you know, they came out on fire. They ended up hitting, I was just looking it up, you know, they shot 47% uh, today, 35% uh, from three. They had six threes. Louisville only had one. They shot one of eight. Um, so, like, if they're going to score, if they're, you know, if they're playing quite well, I don't think they need to play their A game to win. I didn't think they need to play their A game tonight. Okay. And I, didn't, I don't think they need to play their A game to beat UConn. No. Um, I think, though, that if they're not playing their B game, they can absolutely lose. Um, and so we don't know what's going to happen. So I'm not, you know, convinced. I was just looking before uh, our hot off the presses model. Yeah. Uh, I think it gives, uh, you know, we still favor by South Carolina by almost six points, which was yep. basically what we, uh, I believe, said for what we favored them, a little less, but essentially what we favored them over Louisville. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, it definitely, they looked strong tonight. It was impressive. Um, you know, and so I think it could happen. No, I think it could happen too. But I think that <laughs> the B is not necessarily a letter grade. The B is for Boston. Because it's like if she's on the court, if she's on the court and she's not, she's not fouled out and like, or whatever, She's gonna dominate. Like there's just so, it's so difficult to stop her at this point because it's not even like they're they're not even like feeding her the ball that well. You know what I'm saying, right? It's like she's just grabbing boards. She's just putting it in the basket. When she touches the ball, it goes in. And to your point, that early run really set them up for success because Zaya Cook hit a couple threes. So it's like 
Louisville really crammed it in, tried to go with the what I'm calling the Miami model of, of just like a super tight 2-3 zone where basically you have the guards on the elbows and the wings are very tight in on the on the it's outside of the shooters, just mm-hmm. leaving the shooters in the corner. And it, it kind of killed them in the first couple minutes. And then they had to switch. And then that's when it go, gets going for South Carolina. So the timing of it, too, I think is just super important. But, you know, it, it is it, – I agree it's possible. Um Maybe, maybe we'll save that a little bit more for tomorrow because you have to think a little bit more about South Carolina's matchups with UConn. Um, but in this game, too, like with Louisville, I do want to mention like Emily Anxler, I thought, was brilliant. Yeah, she do, you, was. Do, do you agree? Yeah, she was. She came out and she was there hustling for rebounds at one point in the first quarter. I think she was close to like a double double. Mm-hmm. And so I thought she was putting her heart out there. Yeah. And I think she was just telling Louisville, Louisville that she appreciated being um, at Louisville and being at the Final Four and showing her heart and grit. And so I thought she really put herself out there in terms of being a top, like, a, like one of the, like, at least top. Uh, 12 draft pick because she really um, showed like uh, WB GMs like hey like I can do like I can hustle I can rebound I can score and um, I'm willing to put myself out there like a glue player yeah, so, yeah, and, she, yeah. and she showed a lot of leadership like yeah. you're mentioning um, well do, do, do I, yeah, so you didn't catch this we were down there for the press conference there was a question about Haley Van Lith uh, that asked of Haley Van Lith and she was talking about what she's learned from both Keanu Smith and uh Emily Engsler and how they really kind of taught her to be a leader. Mm-hmm. That's why I wanted to pop in on that. And, uh, it, you know, they were all, you know, fairly emotional, I thought, right. during the press conference, very committed. It, but it was just amazing to hear about the impact that Engsler had on Van Lith already. And Van Lith said, I don't know if you heard this, that, um, you know, it sounds like she's going to be at the draft to support them Aww. in New York uh, in a little over a week. That's awesome. So I say know. hi, Gabe. We'll I, I, will, I will try to say yeah. hi to them. I see them on TikTok pretty often. Emily's in a lot of Haley's uh, TikToks. Yeah. Um, no, but it, I, I think she, you're right. I mean, the leadership was great to see. Um, you know, she, she really had her whole heart, whole heart out there. Um, but I think also the other thing that I think at WNBA GM saw today that if they weren't believers, maybe made them believers, was one, she was able to put the ball in the basket, <laughs> uh, which, like, hasn't always been there for her. Her, she, her shot making comes and goes a little bit. Um, so putting the ball in the basket is a big deal. And then I think, like, being – she – as much as is possible when you give up 23 points and 18 rebounds to a player, she st- stood up to Aaliyah Boston. You know, it, she was out-sized, out, uh, right? Like, she's ridiculously undersized compared to Aaliyah Boston. And she was able to do some decent things in the post. And we've seen other post players of a similar size not be able to do that. And I just think, you know, her showing that she has the strength uh, and the sturdiness to kind of stand up in those situations is huge because if she wants to be this very high WNBA draft pick, which I think she could be, I think she does have the potential to be a three, but if she doesn't need to necessarily like immediately transition to being a three and she can play the four, that's going to be huge for her career. So I think that may be a thing that it, you know she put on tape and, and in front of all of the WNBA GMs because they're all here, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 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 just about. Did we mention, I forget, did you actually say the words four steals tonight? Did I hear that? Or no, no, I didn't. I have not mentioned the four uh, steals. I'm because, sorry. Yeah, because she's been uh, going off. I forget the exact details. We'll let the, as an exercise to the listener, yeah. we'll let you look it up. But I forget it. I don't know if she already set the record maybe for most steals. Oh, maybe. Stat, ESPN uh, Stats and Info, I think, tweeted that. Because um, she had like five um, steal games. <laughs> I think she might have 23 or now 24, perhaps. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. Uh, in the five games of the tournament. It's, it's ridiculous. No, I, she has been outstanding in every single regard, um, but other than the win. Uh, and Haley Van Lith, too, like, you mentioned she struggled 
she did. But she was still in it, too. I thought that was huge for Louisville, just, like, staying in it, telling her team, like, hey, let's get going, let's get going, let's get going. Mm. So I thought that was big. Yeah, they commented on that, about how they never really gave up, and they were proud of that. That, that was another press conference comment, I recall. Yeah, they, that team doesn't give up. Um, yeah. they're, they're a team that doesn't give up, so... When I think, did you give up on them, though, today? Let me ask you that. It's not like we're going to move over, so let's, I want to ask that first. When did I give up? What do you, you want to answer first? When did you give up on Louisville <laughs> winning that game? I, um, like, mid-third quarter. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I was starting to realize, hey, wait, South Carolina's showing that they're dominant, and they're showing that they have that answer, and then that they're able to go on runs and able to close... And then show, yeah, hey, we're gonna be a not like not not national champ, like a, like a team that potentially could be the national champion. We're not gonna stumble. Here. Yeah, we're not gonna stumble. I w- it was when for me I was holding out hope until Angsler fouled out, um, because she fouled out like what mid fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kept saying. Also, I was like rooting for the cover because it was an eight and a half point spread. Uh, so I was rooting for the backdoor cover, and they lost. They didn't. They didn't end up covering. Yeah, I um, I can't tell you the moment, but I felt. Like, uh, it was much earlier than that to me. Um, and it turned out to feel a little bit this way when UConn made the uh, run there in the fourth quarter for Stanford. Mm-hmm. Like, it kept feeling like the teams were close, but I didn't feel like there was a chance they were going to get over the hump. Whereas for that NC State-UConn game that I was at yeah. for Bridgeport, I felt like, hey, I've seen NC State in this moment. And yeah. I feel like I've seen Louisville in particular in this moment as well, where they, you know, the shots start falling and, and they hit it late. NC State, like, I thought they would find a way. I didn't think it was going to be quite what we saw in that crazy lead game on Monday. Um, but it didn't quite feel like that. You know, I was looking, we were talking about it, um, for this Louisville-South Carolina game, Louisville uh, only had the lead for a minute 26 seconds, right? And actually, for the UConn-Stanford game, Stanford only had the lead for a minute yeah. and six seconds. So it felt like they were, like, knocking on the door, getting close. I, Jeff Walls commented on the press conference. You know, they took shots, but they just weren't going in. I think Louisville ended up hitting uh, 43%. They went one for eight from three. They only had 12% yeah. of their three. They didn't take that many. Um, and so it just kind of felt that, uh, you know, if they'd gotten a couple bounces, it was like they would take the shot and had a chance to um, cut it, but it just it didn't go in. And then suddenly, instead of a four-point lead, a six-point yeah. lead would go to a, whatever, a nine-point lead or something. And it just, once again, it felt like it was firmly in control of South Carolina. No, I think it, it – I, I agree. It, it, it never felt like South Carolina was going to lose. It's just like the – I held out hope for longer. Yeah, 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 exactly. That would be a close game. Also, I just should mention that all five South Carolina starters were in – uh, double digits. Uh, Brie Beal also was extremely. Oh. She was extremely offended when Haley Van Lift posted her up. Like it was in the first quarter, Beal got posted up and just immediately swatted the ball into like the nether world. Um, so good for her. I mean, a lot, she she had three blocks. Yeah. From the guard position, so. And I got a good couple of good stuff here. I forget who tweeted this out using our research tool. I, I think, but uh, she has scored. 10 or more. She had 12 today, right? 12, yeah. She scored 10 points or more three times this season. Tonight, the Creighton game, and once during the regular season. Wow. It's a good time to start heating up. No, she And she's finding cuts and finding offensive rebounds. And, you know, when she has a small when she has a small garden in her, it's, it's pretty much curtains, and that's that's Louisville's game. Um, so, hey, shouts to Louisville. Thanks for playing. We will miss you. We'll see you next year. Um, great season, right? I great mean, season. I think that – and they were clear about that, too, as well, so – yeah, that uh, they were, thought were going to be proud. Jeff Walls talked about how they were going to cherish these memories, I believe is the quote, mm-hmm. um, and the time that they shared together. So I think they should feel really proud. Making the Final Four is difficult. Uh, yes. Also, you know, just saying, Miami beat one of the teams that was in the Final Four. 
They're it always comes back to Miami. It, it all comes back you to Miami. You want to talk about the weather yeah. in Miami versus Minneapolis? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if my voice sounds different, but yes, I would like this to be held in Miami every year. Um, let's talk about UConn Stanford. Uh, oof. Oof. This game was a, a little bit tough to swallow if you're a Stanford fan. Uh, I'll read out their game field goal percentages. Let's start with them from the field overall. 22, 23 of 66, good for 34.8% from the field. From three, they were four of 23, 17.4%. And they hit two of those threes in this furious comeback at the end of the game. So it was worse for most of the game. From the free throw line, eight of 13, 61%. You look at the other side, UConn was not that good offensively, but hey, they just did a little bit better. 36% from the field, 35% from three, 16 of 20, 80% from the line. Kids, make your free throws. Okay, uh, I got a stab in okay. the stats. So uh, you commented on their three-point. They were two of 18 from three at one point, which uh, is 11.1%. You look like you were uh, trying to do that math. I a little was. too late for you. Um, before, yeah, they hit those threes. So the math guy 17.4% in the final four. 17.6% they hit in the Elite Eight game. Um, so they're, you know, they're like seven for 40 was what I just said oh. there. And uh, those are two of their three worst three-point uh, shooting games. So um, definitely a rough. And uh, 50, they scored. <laughs> oh, I guess they ended up getting to uh, 58 points. So it was not their lowest uh, scoring game of the season. But it sure looked like it when they had 44 with, like, three minutes left or something like that, right? Should we say nice things about UConn <laughs> before we get into Stanford? Do we? I, I thought UConn played well. Yeah. Uh, well, they played okay. Offensively, it wasn't good. They played well defensively, but I don't know. Did you did you see anything uh, that jumped I thought up? Paige Beckers played well. Yeah. And I liked how when she was a leader, like um, in terms of she was, um, I think she finished with like um, 14. five assists. Oh, yeah. But I, her assists were at crucial times. So um, when it was like a three, and then I I, can't, I don't remember which player it was, and then it was another player as well when she gave the ball, and then they like she showed her leadership skills, and I thought that was really great, and she uh, rose to the occasion. Yeah, which she does, right? Like that's yeah. that's who she is. She's Paige buckets for a reason. Uh, so 33 minutes, seven seven of 13, 14 points, five assists, like you mentioned, two steals. She was good. Um, I think. Olivia Nelson Dota had some decent, had some nice moments, right? She had that, uh, you know, long free throw, uh, top of the key jumper, uh, was for the free throw line, so oh, it was right, a little yeah. deeper. She only fouled. Uh, <laughs> how many times she fouled? She fouled four times. That's what she ended up with. I think one of those was super late too. She and Cameron Brink ended up with the same exact foul uh, total, which is something we were watching. Think, yeah, we in. were betting on that. I think I had said Cameron Brink. We both said Cameron Brink was going to play more minutes. She did not. No. Although she was able to exceed her uh, season average. Uh, she got 27. She had 15 minutes in the first half, which I thought was a good sign for yeah. Stanford. Uh, didn't quite play out. And then, you know, who else on? I mean, I think Kristen Williams. I mean, she was 3 of 13, but she hit a big three when they needed it. Fudd uh, with the free throws again. I believe she right. She clutched free throws in that NC State she Elite did. Eight game, and then she hit the two tonight, right? 4-4 four, four from the line, 2-2 two, two from the line for Williams, 4-5 for Nelson Dota. I you know, I, I, think, I think UConn can leave this game feeling good. I just don't think they, I'm. I don't want to be too hard on Stanford. I don't think UConn necessarily won this game. I think Stanford lost it. I do kind of yeah, feel right? that way. I agree. One thing I want to talk about, uh, Becker, so you were talking about uh, that steal she had um, 
which got the breakaway layup, right? And mm -hmm. I don't think you said that. No, um, yeah, no. that was kind of a good leadership moment. Because again, again, uh, you know, we still don't have like a super duper signature backers player, right? which you know makes sense. But you know, she's just so talented, right? She can just sort of play under control and kind of do the right thing. She had a couple kind of clutch jumpers. She was. Uh, I tend to be very cautious about uh, single game plus minus unless we can use it to make the point we want to make. Yeah, exactly. And she uh, had the highest for the game today. She was plus twelve. Uh, in a game that they won by, uh, what was it, five, right? So, yeah, five. Um, uh, you know, just, again, but they didn't stand out. Yeah, like, it didn't, they don't feel like a spectacular team, but they got it done. Um, I guess they're peaking at the right time, although, like, it wasn't, like, a dominant performance, right? I, I think I, Paige is peaking at the right time. Well, well, I think she's continuing to improve. <laughs> I don't think she's at her peak yet. So. Well, I mean, again, the last game of the season is on Sunday, so... Peak has to be coming. <laughs> I guess, whatever still, the peak it's is. It's not what it was last year, I don't think, right? No, no, I'm that's, saying, I guess yeah. that's the point. That's yeah, her peaking, peak, man. Peaking in this season, you know. It might be the highest she'll get to. Well, um, we'll see. I think she, I mean, Paige, if Paige was healthy all season, right, she probably is looking a lot better by now. Exactly, right. exactly. And so that's why it's like, I think there's something a little bit, uh, I hate to say it, it's like almost unsatisfying because we know how much better we think UConn could be if they were going to keep playing for another month or two. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and it's... Well, I but hey, maybe they maybe she gets even more magically healthy between now and Sunday. That's right, um, cryotherapy, baby. But yeah, oh, well, Vina Westbrook too. We got we should yes. we should mention a Vina Westbrook. Three of five. Three of five from three. Good. Three of nine from the field. <laughs> <laughs> she was zero of four from two point range. Doris Burke says, "Never do math uh, on air." I'm impressed. Uh, I, I got that one. That, that one was pretty easy. That was pretty easy math. Oh man, I I I like Westbrook um, personally. I think she she has she has a lot of talent. Uh, and she's long, rangy. She's her defense was solid today, but the shooting finally coming around was yeah. huge. Yeah, and it was um, needed too because UConn <laughs> needed buckets from everybody. Mm. Uh, it was that kind of game. So it was it came at crucial times too, and it felt like she was also like she has been all season like um, one of like the leaders for UConn as well in terms of yeah. um, of like helping them when they need it or like a bucket or like a free throws or something like that. So I thought she did well today too, and um, she helped them when they needed it. Anything else in UConn? Yeah, no, I mean, I uh, I think it's interesting they're playing such a short rotation. Ducharme's not getting that many mm -hmm. minutes, less than eight uh, tonight when she played a big role at moments earlier in the season, and we all actually thought that was going to pay off with uh, more uh, experience in these yeah. moments. Um, but, you know, they're really playing. I mean, they're playing like a six-and-a-half-person rotation, right? Westbrook played 31 uh, minutes, which was third most on the team after Beckers and Williams. And... Uh, you know, it's a, it's a tight rotation. So, but I think if we want to transition to Stanford, like, I do agree with you that they just missed so many shots that, uh, you know, if they had a more normal game, that they, they could have won it. The problem with Stanford for me, it's not even missing shots, because missing shots happens, right? Yeah. You know, uh, Lexi Hall went two for 12. She was going to fall down to earth. She was having an amazing tournament. And she had an amazing tournament. We shouldn't lose sight of that. She, was she always falls down to earth. Uh, she was on the floor again yeah. today. Always hustling, <laughs> love, getting after it. I love the, the Lexi, the, the Hall uh, floor burn note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lindsay was tweeting about us. Uh, Lindsey Shell for USA Today. Yeah. Was on last time. Yeah, her, her, and her, her and her sister, Lacey, were on the floor all the time. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the ball was also not in the basket. So yeah, it, that's two not for, how it got there. Yeah, 2 for 12 for Lexi Hall. But, you know, hey... She's going to fall back down to earth. It's that everyone else also is just completely out of sync. And this team that is 
that you know we were praising here last night about how well they run the offense, how how well they know each other, how well Tar has coached them. And I believe all those things are true. But in this game, they're just like running into each other on like simple plays that they run all the time. You know, they run that I don't even know what it's called. It's like a twist action. Like someone sets a pick, and then uh, they go around it, and then there's another there's another curl down to the lane, and they're like running into each other, and they've run this play. It is like the play mm-hmm. that they run at least like 20 times a game, and they couldn't execute it. And, and, and you know, I think Tara also had some moments where you know she her rotations were a little off, right? I think uh, you know maybe Hannah Jump should have played more. Like I, I think that at the end of the game, Stanford actually had a chance because UConn made some mistakes. Yeah, and and they um, and they like went for twos instead of threes, and I get it kind of because they were shooting eleven percent from. Well, oh, I wanted Preptel to shoot the two instead of try to shoot three with like less than ten seconds left. They lost a lot of time on the clock at that moment. But, I think you're talking before that, but yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking like after Aaliyah Edwards, like she, <laughs> she like walked over. She got the inbound. She got the ball to inbound, and then just like walked over the line oh. by accident. Yeah, that's and tried true. to walk back before someone noticed, and they were like, "No, it's a violation. You can't do that." Eighteen thousand people in the arena. Yeah, we're gonna see that one. We we, we caught it, uh, and then they just didn't, they didn't go for a three, and I thought that was the time to do it because you know UConn's a really good uh, three, free throw shooting team. But end of the day, I really just think it was like they did not execute well at all on offense, and UConn's defense is too good to be playing like that. Maybe against another team you could do that, but when you're running into each other on plays that you've run all year, I just think there, there was something that was... I gotta say, part. I'm too fried, so I do not have like a mental image in my mind when I close my eyes of that. Did you see that, Adela? Um, uh, not barely. <laughs> no, okay. that's you watching lots of film, maybe, and recognizing that. Yeah. I just, uh, I, just lay here. We're all Eastern time, anyhow. It's one o'clock in our houses. I watch it. I do watch a ton of Stanford film because yeah. I love it. Yeah, there you yeah. And I think it's, you know, sometimes it's an off night, right? I think that's the, all it is. Yeah. That's all, two in a row, as I said, from the three-point thing. So, yeah, what did you think, Anita? Um, when I was watching it, I was like, okay, I feel like this is more of a I, – like, I agree with you. I feel, felt like it's more of a Stanford loss than a UConn win because I kept watching the scoreboard. I kept watching them do plays, and I was just like, this is not – Stanford. I know what, they, what their like offense is, and when I was watching it live, I was like, yeah. yeah, this is not what I see. I will say, I was I remember tweeting out um, uh, Skanda's basketball chesses, mm-hmm. uh, Stanford backdoor cuts. I forget which game it was, Sweet Sixteen or Elite Eight. Did not feel compelled to uh, tweet that out today <laughs> during again uh, during the uh, the Final Four loss. I can't remember even a single time that there, they were. There was one. I there was one. Yeah. I, I yeah they and they they had a couple turnovers on those backdoor cuts and that's actually that was kind of the thing that like I was talking about yesterday UConn's like UConn's gonna stuff that out UConn's really good about figuring out where the backdoor cuts are coming from but it's just like this I, I I'm 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 not like saying they're a bad team or like. Well, I think you can solve the whole thing. So, uh, you know, I don't know how Coach Vanderveer's. No, no, I couldn't. <laughs> you can't. You can't solve it. That's the thing. Is that's what I'm saying. Is like that's why I'm like Tar. There wasn't anything Tar could do. There's not an adjustment she can make, and there wasn't yeah. a thing that the team could do. It's. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys ever watched her movie The Replacements? No. A long time ago. I'm okay, sure. so Shane. Uh, it's, it's, I'm old enough to remember it. Keanu Reeves is Shane Falco, um, as a as a quarterback, a replacement quarterback for a fake NFL team. Um, he has like the speech where he's like, the thing I fear the most is quicksand. It's like when one thing goes wrong and then another thing goes wrong and 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 then you're just drowning by the end. It's like quicksand. And I feel like 
this was Stanford's quicksand game. Like just things, you know, they missed one cut early on, then they missed the they had turnover, then they missed the three, then and then by the end they were just drowning. And even when they had a chance to win that game, it felt like they were just like struggling to breathe. Pop culture reference: When do you think that movie came out? I don't know. I used to watch it in the car all the time when I was a kid. <laughs> it's, I'm, ta- I'm going to say this. It is my favorite movie of all time. And if you've seen the that replacements? Mo- yes. If you've seen that movie, you know how ridiculous of a statement that is. Um, you got to get out more. <laughs> I watch, I've watched The Godfather. I've watched all the good movies. It's just my, <laughs> my favorite is The Replacements. Uh, I would say like 2003? Close. You've never heard of it, right? No, I've never heard 2000. of it. 2000. Wow. We won't ask Megan how old she was uh, wow. when that movie came out. Yeah, no. I guess I am old. Regardless, that that's what it felt like for Stanford, and I just feel bad because they had a wonderful season. Um, I think they they deserve to go out on a, on, a, on a higher note. It's hard to I mean it's hard to be back to back champions too, right? So I mean it's, it's quite the run. Um, you know, one stat that stuck out to me is that you know Jones had I want to make sure I get this right twenty, and Brink had fifteen, so they had thirty five of the right fifty eight points, which is uh, like sixty percent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I always, when we talk about it, I forget if I said this last night, right? Like, one thing that I appreciate about Stanford is how mm-hmm. uh, they e- egalitarian their yeah. offense is and how everybody scores. And so um, I think that's a little uncharacteristic that that's how it played out. But when you have players missing shots, you know, Anna Wilson was only 0 for 1, I think. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, when the shots aren't falling from everybody else and, and that's what happens, then they kind of get a little out of, uh, they can't be what they're usually all about. And when those other shots are falling, they can be, one of the best teams in the country. No, yeah. yeah. I think I feel bad for Stanford more so than anything. Uh, that's my biggest takeaway is I feel, I feel bad for those players because I think they're going to go home and, you know, it, it feels it feels like you left something on the table. Um, I think Louisville's going to feel that way too. You are, yeah, but Louisville also, like, at the end of the day, you can hang your hat on, well, that team, beat they beat us, right? Like, yeah. we can't sit here and say, like, hey, maybe we made more threes, maybe we did this, but you could say that team beat us. I think Stanford's going to go home and say, we kind of beat ourselves. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll, we'll get the the press conference report from uh, from Megan uh, when she gets back. Uh, I mean, that's that's all I got on the game. I want to close the thoughts, Neela. Um, it was. Um, I thought it was an interesting two games, and uh, that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> what What do you think of the atmosphere, though? I thought the atmosphere in the Target Center was fantastic. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought they honored their uh, hometown star, yeah, Paige nice, yeah. Paige Beckers, really nicely. And um, that's all I'll say. <laughs> they, they, they honored uh, Minnesota, Minnesota basketball yeah. as well. The state of Minnesota and Minnesota basketball as well, too. Um, I am jaded and also spoiled. Um, I thought the audience was, the atmosphere was good, but not great. The first Final Four I ever went to was a 2018 Columbus oh, yeah, one yeah, yeah. at the Rike. And uh, I will say, I don't know if this person wants to be named. We talked to um, a prominent journalist this morning. Uh, but you know, I don't know how much facetiously and yeah. how much seriously they're like, oh, I think we're going to get a couple classics. And my take was, like, we've been blessed yeah. with so many amazing games. Right? Even the championship game last year there, the Sanford yeah. one, was like, 50, I mean, it was 54-52, but it was a two-point game. Um, and it's just, the, you can't get that every time. Uh, but it was exciting to be there and, and a great uh, moment. Uh, it still, it wasn't uh, the best advertisement for women's basketball because they were low scoring games, lots of missed shots, but it was still great to be here. It's great to be in an environment where 
everyone values uh, women's basketball as well. Even Mary Tyler Moore. Uh, Mary Tyler we, Moore, uh, yes. We tweeted out as well. So um, like I thought it was good, but not great. It's, we don't have yeah. to have the best game in women's basketball history every single yeah. time there's a new game in the Final Four. Um, so uh, they were close, right? I mean, a five-point game for the game. I, the I thought game. the crowd, I mean, there's 18,000, I believe, there in the stadium. The crowd was good. Um, you know, Louisville fans stuck around. South Carolina fans stuck around. We were. I was debating that with Jacob. I was sitting with Jacob, our Jacob Mox, and we were. I will say the UConn fans a little bit late arriving. It yeah. was a little quieter for the early games because they were the late game. The pretentious yeah. UConn fans. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's quite Laker fans, uh, <laughs> but um, uh, we were impressed that, uh, especially the Louisville fans sticking around for the second. We weren't sure if everyone yeah. Gamecock and Louisville fans were going to leave, so it was nice to see that uh, the crowd was full for the late game. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was great, and then the other thing that made the atmosphere better, good for me, is I, uh, you know, obviously you run into a ton of people in these, like, basketball, you run into a ton of basketball people, right? And, like, as a very serious journalist, um, I, like, you know, you have to be, like, professional and whatever, right? Um, So, like, with those people, it's like, hey, I'm I'm working. I walked past Michelle Young, the bachelorette, and her, the guy who won, Nate, um, who they were engaged, I guess it's her fiance, and I like melted. I like didn't say hi because I was, saw them, I panicked, and like my legs kind of went to jello, and I freaked out. So I was totally starstruck uh, by the bachelor. Everybody who knows you in person, the idea that you did not have words, that you were ready uh, coming out of your mouth is uh, going to be shocked to I, hear that. I was extremely disappointed in myself. I, I'm going to say that. So was, we were debating that. Do you, we think that she is the biggest celebrity that was in the arena? Because that's been a question I've been asking the whole time. It's like, who's going to be the biggest celebrity here? So we didn't see Russell Wilson, right? Yeah. He wasn't on the fan cam, which okay. you would have. So you can't complain that he was on the fan cam too long, too many times. I'm going to give, it no a quick, give it a quick Google to see if Russell Wilson was there. I I think we would have seen on Google. We would have seen people complain that, yeah. that Russell Wilson was there, as if like it's bad that he's supporting his uh, sister. No, uh, the first thing that comes up is uh, is uh, where no, is Russell Wilson? No timetable for Russell Wilson extension. So, oh no, no, they were they were there. They were there. Oh, so Sierra was there. Okay, Sierra's the biggest oh, yeah. one. Yeah. Now, but I, legitimate question: Like, do you think Paige Beckers has more Instagram followers than them or not? I'm not uh, as up on the uh, hip social media like you, uh, or the tiki talkie as Christy would say. I, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing Sierra has more. Sierra's like Sierra, man. Like that's she's a big deal. Well, I guess maybe she's only a big deal to us. I'm. Oh too my God, old are we old? To appreciate her, so I do <laughs> wonder if uh, the younger folks don't. Uh, yeah, the high school I, fans I that we sure. saw. I don't know, but I'm gonna go with Sierra. But Michelle would. The only person I would have freaked out running into was Michelle Young, who I love. If, if she listens to this podcast, she should come on the Former All-NBC great, right, for Bradley? Uh, yeah, Michelle Bradley Young, let's Le- say. Bradley you know how to look up her stats. We've got them on her stats. Yeah, I might, I might, I might find some tape of her to put together because I kind of want to watch it. <laughs> Definitely defensive good. defensive stalwart. We don't have to get into her career. We should probably end this now. Uh, we've we've gone on too long. Uh, do you, do you have a parting thought? I didn't ask your parting thought. My parting thought was going to be who did you think okay. I wanted to prompt you to tell that story. So my parting thought is Gabe. Thanks for staying up and making okay. this happen. I know you were. Uh, uh, a little tired. Neil, it's great to have you. Yeah, like I said, it was great to have all 18,000 people with us uh, hanging out with our hoop stats tonight at the yeah. Target Center. It was pretty cheap to run out. Uh, yeah, no, we, we, had a, we had an excellent time. we got to do the podcast straight from there. Uh, they will not let us do that. Um, 
That's only that's only reserved for Super and Diane's Rossi. But yeah, I think that'll do it. How from... about you, Anila? You got any parting thoughts? Oh yeah, we, I skipped over that one. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, no, I'm I I'm too tired to have any parting <laughs> thoughts. Well, it's great to see you in person. It's the first time we've uh, got either of us have gotten to meet you in person. So yeah. I believe this is your first Final Four, right? Yeah. It is. So is yeah. it everything you dreamed of, or <laughs> what were you? <laughs> Maybe a little less. That's not exactly. That's fair. UConn right? ruins everything. <laughs> Good night. No, no. We no, we're do... signing off. We're signing off. Yukon <laughs> ruins everything. Good night. From get the at Gabe Ibrahim if you have comments. <laughs> we're just kidding, guys. It was a lovely day of basketball. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, we're going to have a preview for the championship, and we will obviously be talking after the championship. Make sure you keep it locked at her stats across social media. We'll be giving you a lot of content from Minneapolis. So we'll talk to you guys next time. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.